Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Hallelujah. Amen. The triumph of his resurrection. I'm reading from, I'm starting from John chapter 20, the verse 1 to 23. The Bible says, the first day of the week cometh. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. And then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth with that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter, following him, and went into the sepulchre, and seeth the linen clothes lying. The napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. That is the burial, talk about the burial garments of Christ. Then went in also that other disciple, whose face came to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again into their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. And see two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she has thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus. Oh, somebody put your hands together. And saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Say, if you have borne him hence, if you have taken him, away, taken him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said unto him, Rabboni, because she recognized his voice. Which is to say, Master, put your hands together for that. Oh, can you imagine how the joy she felt? And Jesus said to her, touch me not, for I'm not yet ascended to my father, but go away and tell my brethren, and say to them, I ascend unto my father and your father, my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. When he had said this, he breathed on them 
and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Thanks be to God for this great word. Jesus rose from the dead as he said he would. Jesus had many times, on many occasions, you know, divulged his disciples the fact that he would be raised, he would die, he would be killed, but he would be raised to life. Reading from the Gospel of John chapter 2, Bible says that when the Passover was, was about the time of the Passover, Jesus went to Jerusalem and found that they were exchanging money. They were using the temple as a place of trade, selling sheep and doves and you know, money lenders and money changers, changing money. So they were using the house of God as a, a marketplace. And Bible says that he made a, a little whip. And he whipped them out and drove them out of the temple and drove out all the sheep and the, and the cows and poured the money changers money and over through the tables. I mean, he was angry. And he said to them who saw the doves, that take these things away and do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. His father's house is a house of prayer, not a house of merchandise. That is another sermon for another day. Because today, in some places, the house of God has become a house of merchandise. Then the Jews were angry and said to him, What sign do you show us since you are doing all these things? Like to say, who do you think you are doing all these things? And Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews 46, said to him, Forty-six years it took to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days. But he was speaking about the, the temple of his body, not about the physical temple. He was talking about his death and his resurrection in three days. Amen. And the Bible said, when, therefore, when he rose from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said these things. And they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had said. Hallelujah. That was one occasion where Jesus made mention of his death and his resurrection in three days. Again, in Matthew chapter 20, verse 17. Bible says Jesus, as he went to Jerusalem with his disciples, on the way said to them that we go to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock, to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. So he was mentioning or he made mention of his death and his resurrection many times. But you know, sometimes... When people speak, it takes a certain kind of spirit to have understanding. Sometimes you speak and people think you are speaking for speaking's sake. But he was speaking to them the truth of what was to come. Jesus was crucified. Jesus died. And Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together. That, that is the greatest part of it all. And he rose from the dead by the power of Resurrection. You see, resurrection is the power that raises the dead to life. All religions can show you where the, the, the bodies or the graves filled with the bones of their leaders are. All religions can show you the graves and the tombs where their leaders can be found with their remains. But praise be to God. Oh, you should be clapping by now. Praise be to God that the tomb of Jesus 
is empty. I said the grave of Jesus is empty. Hallelujah. If I were you, I would not be sitting down. I said the tomb of Jesus Christ is empty. Oh, put your hands and give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. We have a very strong case study of Lazarus. Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha, Bible says, were great friends of Jesus. And Jesus was away on mission. And Lazarus fell sick. And his sisters, in confidence, knowing that Jesus raises the dead, Jesus heals the sick, Jesus does so many miracles, sent to him and said, the, the one whom thou lovest is sick. Come and heal him. Jesus didn't come. Jesus waited until Lazarus died. He waited for Lazarus to die. This, this doesn't seem to be the action of a friend, but Jesus says certain things. When he heard that Lazarus was sick, he said to his disciples that this sickness is not unto death, but the, for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Bible says Jesus loved them, but he still didn't go. But he waited two days in the same place. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. And there's a master. Judea now is a hospital. They are looking for, why do you want us to go? Then he said to them, Lazarus is asleep. They said, oh, okay, if he's asleep, then we can just wake him up. They didn't know he was talking about death, that Lazarus was dead. But then finally, he tells them, Lazarus, our friend, is dead. Then he said that, let us go, that I may raise him to life. And one thing that the Lord quickened my spirit to was the verse 15 of John chapter 11. He said to them, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent that thou mayest believe, nevertheless, let's go to him. He said, I'm glad that I was not there. I'm glad that he died in my absence. I'm glad that I allowed him to die. I didn't go and stop his death. Mm. Why would he say that? You see, the whole account of Lazarus's death and Lazarus being raised to life by Jesus was for the purpose of the disciples coming to the understanding that Jesus has the power to raise the dead. And you know, when Jesus got there, his sisters were beside themselves. And Martha said to Jesus that, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. They had such great faith in him. But he said, but I know that even now, even now, whatever you ask the Father, the Father will give it to you. And Jesus said to her, your brother shall rise again. Your brother shall rise again. This morning, as I was coming in the car, and I, I said, I got to the junction there. It just came to my heart to comfort all who have lost dear ones in the past year. And to tell you that you will see your loved ones again because of the resurrection. Hallelujah. Because of the resurrection. He said, your brother shall rise again to anyone who's lost a dear one. You will see your dear one again because they will rise again. Oh, you did, I said they will rise again. Hallelujah. And Martha said, I know, I know that in the resurrection day, at the last day it will happen. Then Jesus said, no, you don't know what we are talking about. I, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Anyone who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. 
And whosoever liveth in me shall never die. He said, do you believe this? Do you believe this? He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus was saying that I am the power of life. He doesn't just have resurrection power. He is the resurrection. And so anyone, he said, anyone who believes in him and lives shall never die. Listen, if Jesus lives in you, what he says is that you shall never die. But it's, we have buried many people, as Jesus said, they slept, they sleep, we sleep in the Lord, but our spirits are alive and alive forevermore. Jesus was buried, he rose from the grave physically, and today he's seated at the right hand of God, making intercession on our behalf. Jesus is the first fruit to show that truly it is possible for a man to die and come back to life. And Jesus didn't need anyone to come and raise him to life like how he went to raise Lazarus to life. The Holy Spirit power. That quickening spirit. Ah. Entered into that body and brought him to life. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He is the power of life. And because of that, death could not hold him captive. And the triumph that we have today, for which reason you are all wearing triumphant white, is that Death has no power over you also. Death cannot hold you also. Hallelujah. Amen. He made all things. Jesus made all things. John said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the word of God. All things were made by him and there was nothing made that was not made by him. Hallelujah. All things were made by him, for him. Amen. All things. And he calls, he wills all power to do all things. And so if he says that I am, he is. Whatever Jesus said he is, he is. Amen. And he is the resurrection. He is life. He himself is the embodiment of life. Anyone who has Christ has life. Bible said this is the testimony that God has given us life. And this life is in his son. Whosoever has the son has life. Whoever doesn't have the son does not have life. Do you have the son? If you have the son, then praise be to God, you have life. I said we have life. The resurrection of Christ brings us benefits. There are benefits to us because of the resurrection of Christ. And therein is our triumph. Number one, our sins are forgiven. Amen. Our sins are forgiven and we have life eternal. We receive life eternal. We are giving a new life by reason of his resurrection. That resurrection power gives to every one of us a new life. First Corinthians 15, Paul says, I pass on to you that which is most important and that which has been passed on to me. That Christ died for our sins. Just as scripture said, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Just as scripture said, Paul speaking, and he accounts, or he gives an account of Jesus being seen after his resurrection. Because, you see, if somebody dies and people say, oh, he, he's risen from the dead. What is the, what is the, where is the witness? Who has witnessed this man alive? But listen to Paul. He said he was first seen by Peter, then the 12. The first scripture I read to you tells us how he came into the room where all the doors 
were locked. The doors were locked up, but he came into the room. He came there by his spirit. Hallelujah. He was seen by Peter and then the 12. Praise the Lord. The Bible says after that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at the same time. 500 people surely couldn't lie. Hello? If he was seen by 500 people, surely he couldn't lie. Then he says that he was seen by James and later by all the other apostles. They said, last of all, I saw him. Even though I was not there at the time of his resurrection, the last of all, I saw him. Even though I did so much wrong, I also saw him. And so he says, but tell me this. Since we preach Christ, that Christ rose from the dead, why are you something there's no resurrection of the dead? Because people were arguing that Christ didn't rise from the dead. There's no resurrection of the dead. Then he said, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen either. And if Christ be not raised, then our preaching is useless. Then our faith is also useless. And we, the apostles who preach that Christ is risen from the dead, we are all liars. We are lying. But we are not lying because God did raise Christ from the dead. Amen. God raised Christ from the dead. Amen. He says that if there's no resurrection from the dead, then Christ wasn't raised. But Christ rose from the dead. And he said that if our hope in Christ is only for this life, then, then we are all my most miserable. But our hope in Christ is not just for this earthly life, but unto eternal life. Praise the Lord. And, and, and that is the triumph we have. The triumph we have is not just in our living today. Of course, we live triumphant lives by the resurrected Christ. But above all, we will live eternally. Amen. In the presence of God. Death came to the world to man through one man. And life and grace came through one man, through Jesus Christ. All men die, but we in Christ shall live. That is the triumph of the resurrection. Hallelujah. Oh, everyone that belongs to Christ has been given a new life. You have received a new life. And nothing can take it from you. And that should be your joy above all things, that you have a new life. You see, the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. But the Pharisees believed that there is a resurrection of the dead. But because they all hated Christ, they all agreed that Jesus, there's no resurrection from the dead. You know how sometimes people, just because they hate you, can just decide, oh, for this person, even though we don't agree, we agree against us. That's how it went. There were two sects. They, one agreed that, yes, there's resurrection from the dead. One's doctrine was that there's nothing like resurrection. But because they hated Christ, there was so much against Jesus, they both conspired in his death. And they raised arguments about Jesus being raised from the dead. But Paul says that Jesus died, was buried, and was seen. He was buried and rose and was seen by all these people that I've recounted to you. Hallelujah. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then there's, there's nothing we have to believe in. Then it's just like following another man who just died like all the other religions. They follow men who are dead and their bones are to be found. Amen. One of them, if you go ask them, where they ask their master before he died, where are, where are you going? Or where are we going? He said, well, I don't know. 
But if you want to know, go to the, descend, the, the, the believers who believe in Christ. They know. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. So we have received life and life through Christ Jesus. We are not false witnesses that Jesus rose from the dead. Our faith is also not in vain. Luke, writing to Theophilus, Luke wrote the book of Luke and then later on continued in the book of Acts. And he said in Acts chapter 1, he said the formal book, the formal treatise are written, Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So until the day that he was taken up through the Holy Ghost and giving commandments to his disciples, said to whom he showed himself alive after his passion, after his death and resurrection, he said, by many infallible proofs, proofs that cannot be doubted, being seen of them for 40 days, his disciples saw him. He, he had interaction with them for 40 days, and he taught them concerning the things of the kingdom. So there's no doubt that Jesus rose from the dead. Because he sat with his disciples for 40 days and taught them. That's what Luke is saying. For 40 days. And Luke knows what he's talking about. 40 days he had interaction with them, teaching them of the things of the kingdom. And then, finally, before he left, he commanded them that they should not leave Jerusalem, but they should wait until they receive the promise of God, who is the Holy Spirit. He said, of whom you have heard of me. He said, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from hence. Now, to show that they did see him, he did speak these words, it came to pass that in Acts chapter 2, from verse 1 we read, that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in the same place, in the upper room. And then suddenly, there came the sound as of a mighty rushing wind, and cloves of fire sat upon their heads, and then, Bible said, then they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So Jesus, whom they saw, told them, wait in Jerusalem until you are filled with power from on high. And they waited, and on the day of Pentecost, it came to pass. That itself is a testimony that truly Jesus rose from the dead. Men saw him. He made them a promise, or he gave an instruction after he rose from the dead. They obeyed the instruction and they received the manifestation of the promise. Hallelujah. Which is proof that Jesus did rise from the dead. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost, which has come down to us today, that many of you open your mouth and you begin to speak with other tongues. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's a testimony that truly Jesus rose from the dead and there's no argument to it. I said there's no argument to it. Hallelujah. Jesus rose from the dead. So we are no longer in our sin. Hallelujah. We are no longer in our sin. Paul talked to Agrippa about his conversion. And Paul was converted way after Jesus left this earth. And he also had a testimony of seeing Christ. He said he was busy persecuting the church going up and down, dragging Christians to be in prison because they believed in the way. That's how they call those days. They believed in Christ. They believed in Jesus' resurrection. And whilst he was busy trying to destroy the, the growth of the knowledge of Christ, of the gospel, so one day, 
he was going to take letters with people's names on it to have them arrested for this purpose. But on the way to the, on the way on the road to Damascus, he said he saw a light come from heaven, and it was so bright, shining about him and those who were journeying with him. And then he said they fell under the power of God. They fell. And then he heard a voice speaking to him. The voice said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? At the time, his name was Saul. He said, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. And he said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And that's why the apostle Paul has such confidence in preaching about the resurrected Christ. Because, you know, it's a, there's a difference between I've heard somebody say, and I've, I've experienced it myself. Paul just didn't hear about Jesus being resurrected. He met Jesus, or Jesus met him on the road to Damascus. Yes, we shared in Punimpu on the road to Damascus. So he could preach and he could testify without any shadow of doubt that Jesus is alive, Jesus resurrected from the dead. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. And that changed his life. You see, the power of the resurrection brings us forgiveness of sin and also brings change to our lives. That is the power that converts a sinner into a saint. Like all of us, we were all sinners. But when we met with Christ, maybe you didn't see him face to face or Yaganis um, will say like this, but you heard the gospel. And you believe that Jesus truly is the son of God. And you believe that he died for your sins. And you believe that he did not remain in the grave. And you accepted the sacrifice he made for you. And immediately, something happened in your spirit. Something happened in your soul. There was a change. There was a change. The old man gave away and the new man came alive. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. It comes by the resurrection. I say it comes by the resurrection. Put your hands together and thank the Lord. <coughs> the resurrection power of Christ brings a change of life. That's what gives us, you know, the, the, the change that we have today. The resurrection power of Christ is that power that raises things that are dead and brings it to life. And you know, it will surprise you to know that the resurrection power is not just for the dead, but it's also even able to quicken us as we live. Hallelujah. Amen. It's also able to quicken us even whilst we are alive. I'll get to that. But you see, Jesus' resurrection power is upon all those who believe in him. And that's how come Peter, his disciple, way after Jesus was dead, in the book of Acts chapter 9, was called to the, the bedchamber of a woman called Dorcas. Dorcas was so good. She gave alms. She helped the widows and the poor. And when she died, they said, no, Dorcas can't die. Dorcas needs to live. We cannot bury Dorcas because she is the one who sustains us with clothes, with food and all this. How can she die? You know, for those of you who are a bit chiseled, who are hard-fisted, you must understand certain things. You know something? Sometimes there must be a reason why you should be kept alive. Oh, yeah, 
some of them must be a reason why you should be kept alive. People sometimes are kept for the sake of certain things. Caleb had a promise of God that he will inherit Hebron, the Mount Hebron. And he lived from 40 years when he got the promise. 45 years later, he was alive. And not just alive, but strong, as strong as he was 40 years, he said, in order to bring into fulfillment the promise of God. Listen, you can't buy life. You cannot buy life. But then, Bible says that with the merciful, God shows himself merciful. And with the forward, God shows himself forward. Sometimes there's a reason why God will keep you alive. When your life is tied to so many lives, like Dorcas, there were so many lives tied to her that when she died, the person said, no, we cannot bury Dorcas. And Bible said they washed her and they laid her in her bedchamber and they sent quickly that go and call Peter because they knew that Peter carried the power of God. And when he came, what did he do? He just went in and sent everybody outside and he prayed for her, and he called her to life. He kneeled down, he prayed, and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. Rise up. The Bible said her eyes were open, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. She came back to life. Resurrection power was working. And I pray today that may the resurrection power of God work in your life also. Hallelujah. Now, through the resurrection of Christ, we, we see that we also have the, the, the hope, we also have the hope of being raised from the dead when we also die. Hallelujah. We have that hope, and that hope will not be ashamed. That when we also die, we shall be raised from the dead. Christ is our primary example. The many people that the Bible accounts who were raised from the dead, like Lazarus, like Tabitha, and all those people who were raised from the dead, is a testimony to us that we who have received Christ have also received newness of life, and we have a hope of resurrection. Christ being the first fruit of them that sleep. Hallelujah. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me read something to you from 2 Corinthians 4.30. He said, we have the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus Christ shall also raise us up by Christ Jesus and shall present us with you. The one who raised Christ from the dead will also raise us up. Hallelujah. We shall be raised to newness of life. Oh, I don't know what is happening. Or is it because I'm talking about death? <laughs> All of us will die. But the great news of the triumph of the cross is that we shall be raised to life. You shall also not remain in your grave. The grave shall be open, and the dead in Christ will rise first. We shall be raised to newness of life. Oh, put your hands together and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says that if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, that is the Holy Spirit, that same spirit gives life to our mortal bodies quickens our mortal bodies. And I'm talking about in the now. In the now, presently, as you sit in this place. The Holy Spirit gives life to your life. And so in times of infirmity, in times of weakness, in times of struggle, the Holy Ghost, the power that raised 
Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal body unto life, unto divine health, and unto divine healing. Hey, sometimes at the verge or at the point of death, the power of the Holy Ghost will quicken you unto, unto being raised and strong again. Hallelujah. Oh, you know, there have been many times I've just felt that, ah, uh, this is it. But I said, Holy Spirit, one time, I said, Holy Spirit, I just, I should feel me, just feel me. I drink of you. I drink, I was like, I drink of you. I, and as I started praying that prayer, I started sweating. I started sweating. I started sweating. Then it came to my prayer in the spirit. And I started going, Kabariante, Kilema, Sotolobro, Kimandele. I went on and on and on and on, fell asleep, and rose up the next morning. But I knew that I was at the verge of death. One time it happened to me again in London. I was so sick. Reverend Jennifer was with me. And she said, Apostle, let's go to the hospital. I said, no. The ambulance drivers come in themselves. They are lazy. They are heavily anointed for action. So I'm not going to sit with them. I, I will wait here. And I was, no, I was really going. I knew it. And I said, pray for me. Deliver me. He said, but you are my mentor. I can't deliver you. I said, me, you are mentor. Mentor, I did Me who mentor me there, mentor cast that spirit of death Then she went gently in the name. I said, Pastor Jennifer, pray. So she started praying. She started praying. After she finished praying, I was still feeling so bad. So I said to God, I said, God, I'm serving you. If you think that it's enough, I mean, you don't need me anymore and you want to take me away. Okay, fine, take me. But if you know that there's more you have me do. The Lord, fill me with your resurrection power. And I lay down and religiously said, religiously, I didn't really mean it. Lord, into your hands, I commend my spirit. <laughs> religiously. I didn't really want him to take me away. I, I just said it to be more spiritual, you know. <laughs> I woke up the next morning and the birds were chirping at my window. I said, glory to God. There's a place where the resurrection power of Christ comes into our mortal bodies and quickens our mortal body. This one, I pray that may your body be quickened by the Holy Ghost. May every organ in your body be quickened by the Holy Spirit. May new life come to you. Where there's sickness and disease, I pray that may the empowering power of the Holy Ghost come upon you and drive out that sickness. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost fill you right now. That in any place of weakness, you will see strength. Whatever you haven't been able to do, may the power of the Holy Ghost come upon you and give you the strength and give you the ability and give you the energy to be able to do it. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I, I, I call for resurrection power over every life under the sound of my voice. Those of you here and even those of you online, in the mighty name of Jesus, say, if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit gives life to you. Receive life. Receive the life-giving power of the resurrection. Listen, receive life. I hear life in your mind. Yes, I pray this morning that may your mind be quickened from depression unto joy unspeakable and full of glory. And for those that the enemy has appointed unto death, this morning we cancel it. 
as on this resurrection day we stand in the house of God we stand in the presence of God may the resurrection power of God enter into your body and may any assignment of death any death threat over your life may it be broken now in the mighty name of Jesus receive life by the resurrection power hallelujah put your hands together in the name of Jesus and you know Christ rose from the dead and he seated at the right hand of God Almighty. And Bible said we were raised up with him. We are raised up with Christ to sit with him in his authority. In power, yesterday night I was talking about in authority over all powers. Because if Christ dwells in us and he is the head of all principality and power and thrones and dominion. And he dwells in you. Then where are you? You are also seated in him. In heavenly places, far above all principality and power and thrones and dominions. And all this comes about because Jesus did not remain in the grave. He rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. For those of you who are Bereans, the Bereans among us go to Ephesians 2, 4 to 6. It's about God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he has loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are you saved. And has raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. In him. And he is the head of all principality and power. And you are in him. And all powers are under his feet. <laughs> if all powers are under the feet of Christ. And you are in him. Then you know your spiritual positioning. That you are far above. You have been placed far above all principalities and powers and thrones and dominion. They are under your feet. Every, every power of wickedness is under your feet. Christ's resurrection gives us power and authority over all things in this life. Thank God for the triumph of the resurrection. Put your hands together. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That's why the Apostle Paul said to the Galatians, he said that, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I, I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, I am crucified with Christ. I have died or I die in Christ. But yet I am alive. But the life I'm living now, I'm not living according to my strength. No. I'm not living with, with my strength or by my strength. I'm living by the resurrection power of Christ. I'm living the Christ life. I'm living the God life. Are you understanding me? And the God life is a supernatural life. Amen. So I'm not living by my own strength. Because how much strength do we have? How much wisdom do we have? But when we are living the resurrected life, we are living the God life. We are living the Zoe life. That is the overcoming life. That is when you don't give up in life. In fact, you cannot give up because there's too much power in you for you to give up. Hallelujah. That is where you win your battles and you, you, you fight and you win because the power in you is not the power of the, or the spirit of the, or the power in you is not the power of the quitter. As a power of the overcomer. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. We are living supernatural lives as believers. 
Maybe you don't know it, but I'm telling you today. And, and once you come to understand it, you begin to live it. We are living supernatural lives by the restorative power of the resurrection. Listen, the resurrection power of Christ restores, renews, hallelujah, makes alive, strengthens, builds up. That is the courageous life. That is a victorious life. That's what Paul said to Timothy. Listen, the spirit that you have been given is not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Power over all things. A spirit of a sound mind. A mind that makes right judgments. If you are living by the resurrection or the resurrected, resurrected power of God, your mind is affected. You, you, you are living by the mind of Christ. You don't make mistakes by heart. You make some mistakes, yes. But overall, the wisdom of God will lead you. And the wisdom of God will instruct you. And so you will live in the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Which is peaceable. Amen. And which brings victory. There are many people in this world. They are living by the wisdom of this world. Or they are living by the dictates of their mind. But you, the believer, you have been given the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. The mind of Christ. And if Jesus is alive, then you can really tap into his mind. Maybe he died and he didn't raise from the, rise from the dead. There'll be nothing. But Jesus is alive. Somebody lift up your hand and say, Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. This is Resurrection Sunday. And we are glorying in the triumph of Christ, which was and is our triumph. Whatever Jesus went up to the cross to do, Whatever he attained and achieved wasn't for him. It's for you and I. The triumph of the cross is our triumph. And so in closing, believers, let's live overcoming lives. And how do you live an overcoming life? By being submitted to Christ and by being submitted to his word and by allowing his spirit to fill you daily. Because it is the infilling of the Holy Spirit that makes a difference in our lives. The infilling of his spirit, sometimes by the actual infilling of the Holy sometimes by the word, because the word itself is spirit, the word is life. As you are filled by the word and you live by the word, you will overcome. You will triumph in all things. It doesn't mean trouble will not come. It doesn't mean you won't go through hardship. You will. But the great news is we have triumphed. The day you gave your life to Jesus, you became triumphant. That is the day you became a winner. Hallelujah. And I declare unto you that you will never lose in any battle. Whatever endeavor of life you are in, whatever you are faced with in life, whatever will happen even in the future, it is already settled. That triumph is yours. Victory is ours through the resurrected power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering and rise up on your feet. You are not just an ordinary person. You are filled with the power of God, the spirit of God. The life of Christ is within you. And you live the God life, the Zoe life. There's no room for weakness because he that is within you is mighty. <laughs> oh, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Kalamo shede besanta la baba. This one, lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord. I was born to be his 
dwelling place. Lift up your voice, begin to thank God for your life. And if you felt low, felt like life was overcoming you, overwhelming you, this is the morning to receive newness of life and overcoming strength. May your weakness this morning be turned to strength. May confusion in your mind be turned to peace and order. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to thank the Lord. And accept the power of God that is at work in our lives. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.